Uh, here we go. This is it. Episode 74. That's right. 74. No laugh track. Acme's podcast. Thanks to Circle of Heat, as always, for letting us play their music at the beginning uh, there. If you haven't yet, like us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, No Laugh Track. is on Twitter. And uh, if you go to iTunes, leave a review. But now let's get on to the good stuff here. I have a guest, and it's Jay Larson. What's up, man? What's up? Circle of Heat. Circle of Heat. It's a great name. Be careful when you enter the Circle of Heat. No, they don't say that, do they? No. Do you know who Circle of Heat is? A local band? I imagine it's a local band, but... Comedian is in that band. Oh, really? Trevor Anderson. Maybe you'll meet at some point. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's always that crossover between comics and music that I never had, and I came from a musical family. I wish I had. I get so jealous. I'm like, man, I wish I played I played drums. As a, you know what I mean? You're not gonna like. You can't bring drums to like a camp, a camping event with buddies. You know what I mean? You can't like. Let me just bring uh, some of the rim shots while we're around the fire. You know. <laughs> When, but I'll be honest, when you uh, when you do a good one-liner, do you hear that? Never. I don't do any one-liners. I couldn't do one if you paid me to. You ought to throw one in. I'll try. I'll work them in. I'll work it out. So, Jay, welcome uh, back to Minneapolis. Thanks, man. As we were talking, you've been here before. You love the city. I love the city. It's fantastic. Last time I was here, I rented the bikes, rode around, went to a Twins game. It's amazing how many comics are doing those bikes here. Well, it's the best, man. I mean, I did it in Minneapolis as well, and uh, I was just talking. Uh, we had Bill Burr on our podcast, and he told me he did it in Boston, and it's like, yeah. it's just awesome, man. P- I think people underestimate Like, when you live in a city, I mean, I'm a big bike rider. I don't know about you. I ride bikes. Like, my wife and I got us both bikes, and we just cruise places in our neighborhood. I own one. Don't use it enough. Yeah. It's the best, man. Knowing when you can get some A to B and you don't have to rely on anything but you and your bike, okay? It sounds like a kid's book, <laughs> you, but it's the best, you know? You just like, no traffic, you, you lock it up outside the door of the place, you're not yeah. looking anywhere to park, it's the best. Billy and his bike. Billy and his bike. <laughs> how was the, uh, it's Wednesday, how was the show last night? The show was fun, man. Yeah. It was good. We're sitting on the stage, for those of you who listen to the podcast, you know that. Of other people, I don't know if you do, but uh, mm-hmm. I had two people right here that were very annoying. And I just didn't address them. And like, you know, back in the back, they don't know what's going on with these two people over right, here, you know. Right. But, and I just kept like plowing through them. Like, I'm not going to say anything. At one point I talked to her because I'm like, you know, sometimes you just give them a little attention and they'll shut up. Yeah. And she didn't. But they weren't like heckling. They were just, t- it was ridiculous. You know, they just wanted attention. And then I said something to one guy. This was like 15 minutes in. And he made a joke in reference to a joke that I made. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool, man. Uh-oh. And then it, now it's like... So now I do like one of my best jokes. They're talking through the whole thing. And then f- this girl over here finally goes, shh, like she was so pissed. And then I looked over after the joke and I, and I just said something. The guy said the same joke he said before. Uh-oh. And then I just started shredding this guy. Yeah? Oh, my God. Him and his girl. And no one over here in the back is like laughing or they're like, they're getting uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you guys haven't been listening to everything that's been going on. I turned to her that shush. And I'm like, how long have they been talking? She's like, the whole show. And I'm like, so now do you guys know why I'm shredding these guys for just being like, I mean, you're a dumb human being. And the guy goes, what? And I go, bro. No. And he had like a neck tattoo, but he was like an older, he looked like a distinguished gentleman. Like he had a scarf on and stuff. You know what I mean? He's rocking a scarf. Whoa. Anyway, I shredded them for a while, which felt good. But then everyone else was like, you know, Midwest, like, oh no, why, why is he, why is he being mean to them? And I was like, you guys haven't been listening because you can't hear him in the back. This guy's been a total J.O. He, uh, what, what European country was he here from? With he a, wasn't European with, with the scarf. The scarf. I know. I know. One of his kids play for the Wild or something? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. 
What the hell? We had two Finn kids transfer to my school senior year in high school, and they both lived with the hockey coach and played on the hockey team, and they were nasty. Do you remember Tepu Numanim? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. His younger brother, Timu. We had Timu Numanim playing in our high school. Our high school team went to like, the state quarterfinals, and two kids were like off the boat. I think he's Swedish, maybe. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I digress. You were, uh, I want to, well, first, uh, I do want to get to what we were talking about briefly uh, sure. before we started, but you brought it up, your your podcast, mm-hmm. Crab Feast, The yep. Crab Feast. The Crab Feast. I listened to the most recent one that you mentioned, Bill Burr. Yeah. I'm, you You have a new listener. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah I, I honestly, like, sincerely loved it. It was very, really, really good. I loved uh, it was great for us to have Bill on. He's so funny, I'm a huge man. fan of his. So uh, me probably too. Helped. Me too. I get annoyed at people when they don't know who Bill Burr is. I'll be like, oh, my God. And I'm just like, you. I go, are you a comedy fan? They're like, yeah, big. Com- I love comedy. I'm like, no, you're not. You don't know anything. No, you have to know this guy because he's the best. He's I, yeah. I used to describe him. You know, uh, the best way to do it was. Uh, you remember the episode of Chappelle where they had a white guy on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? He was the white guy, and it wasn't Christian Finnegan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Christian Finnegan. That's right. Uh, the redhead. <laughs> yeah. So we had Burr on the the podcast it's called The Crab Feast. You can check any information about at thecrabfeast.com, and it's on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, you can also listen to it. We we do a post every week comes out every tuesday yep every tuesday and you can go to our uh, link on our website and listen to it you don't have to download itunes or anything but uh it's myself and ryan sickler we do it anyway yeah we just had burr on we've had a lot of great comics that all a lot of them that have come through here and we just do like conversational storytelling it's a lot of fun yeah you said you talked to jackie cation recently yeah somebody's we, been on this podcast yeah yeah for october we did uh breast cancer awareness and we donate all of our money to uh breast cancer awareness so we do all female guests oh wow and we had Jackie, Anna Ferris, uh, Jen Kirkman, um, Aaron Foley, who's also oh, yeah. a hilarious comedian. Oh, yeah. She's more of a dude than I am, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. We had a great month, and it's a great podcast, so you guys should check it out. <clears throat> As I was sitting in my car listening yesterday, I was, um, I wrote, well, and I mean, uh, no, I wasn't in my car writing down notes. Uh, I remembered these things that I was going to bring up exactly. as if I was part of that podcast. So here's, and people won't know really what I'm referring to, so they're going to have to listen themselves. Sure. Uh, my first job, I was in fifth grade, was also a paper route. Yeah, every yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Fifth grade, and not only uh, the big significant significance of that is that in fifth grade. Uh, I I delivered the paper that was back that was back in St. Paul. They had an afternoon version of the newspaper. Jesus! I delivered the afternoon version. Here's two two weird things about this. Back one in the, the day, pa- they did that a lot. Yeah, huh? one of the papers I delivered was the day the uh, Challenger space shuttle exploded. Wow! So that you know obviously wasn't that's in the morning paper, day. but was in the afternoon paper. So I ended up saving one. I still have it. Oh wow! That's Thought cool. That was, think that's really cool. The guy. That I, I, we ended up because I was like at school, uh, you know, I was too young, uh, so I didn't do the morning paper. The guy who did the morning paper out is now a major league baseball umpire. Wow! Yeah, interesting. Mark Wagner from St. Paul. One hey, of my what's up, Wags? Yeah. Hey, Wags. Yeah. Hey, now, Blue. What's he, up, Blue? We just worked the World Series. Did he? Did yeah. he blow any of those calls? <laughs> Has he blown a call lately? Let's get on him about it. You know what? He's. If you remember, a few years ago there was a when Lou Pinella was managing the Cubs. He got in a huge dust up with a uh, third base dust up. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and they start kicking. That's hilarious. Yeah, and Mark was the uh, was the ump. You got to get him on, man. Pinello was arguing with. I should get him on the podcast. I, that's I really hilarious. Should. And then the other thing I want to mention about uh, your uh, the crab feast. We played Smear the Queer in St. Paul. Okay, yeah. I mean, I never ride. That was one of Rise things. They grew up playing it. Yeah. So crazy. 
Rye talks about it. Those of you that are getting offended right now with that word in general, <laughs> he used to be like, Rye says he like his dad be like, get in here, time to come in for dinner. He's like, but I'm the queer dad. Like he's like, all you want to do is be the you want to be the guy with yeah. the football. You want to be the queer. And just like he said on your show, I had no no idea that we were making this no horrible yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> this horrible word. Uh, yeah, had no clue at all. No, no, no clue. So uh, let's do the real quick. Where did you started doing comedy? Where? I started in LA. You started in I LA. moved to LA in 2000 from from Boston. I wanted to act and write and didn't even know I was going to do stand up. Although I went back and found an own file in my computer and it was like stand up routine. And it was like going bowling. It was like all this weird stuff. I'm like, "What? <laughs> Did I really want to be a comic?" <laughs> um and then like I just people were like I used to wait tables and people were like you're really funny are you like a comedian and I was like no and like one of the girls I work with overheard that like three times in one week and she comes up to me she goes you know uh, I know a guy that runs a show and he can put you up if you want to do comedy and I'm like I don't want to do comedy and she's like you should do it I, you should really do it and my boy Tony Jones from Eden Prairie used to do stand up in Minneapolis I go to him and I go hey man I might try stand up what do I need to do and he goes just have five minutes ready yeah. I need five minutes go there and I go what am I going to talk about he's like I don't know and I went home and I wrote like five minutes bowling like, obviously bowling man toilet paper <laughs> and uh, I took it to him and I'm like what do you think and he's like yeah it's great go for it and that was that do you think he meant it was great just like no it was, was pretty just good going, no freaking do it just do it I mean I'll be this is how it went I go to the club. It wasn't a club. It was this room in Hollywood called Dublin's. You remember that Biggie Small song when you go bubbling at Dublin's? Anyway, that was Dublin's. Okay. And Jay Davis, who used to open for Dane, ran this yeah, room. Yeah, I know that is. Yeah. And he ran it with Ahmed Ahmed, you know, who's on Sullivan and Son and a funny comic. And, yeah. and my friend knew Ahmed. So I go up to him. I go, hey, man, uh, I'm friends with Vanessa. And he goes, oh, hey, man. I go, yeah, Vanessa said you could put me up tonight. And he's like, dude, I, I can't put you up tonight. And I'm like, oh, well, you think like I could come next week and do it? And he goes, well, you got a tape? And I was like, nah, man, I don't have a tape. And he goes, well, where else do you perform? Like, who else do you perform with? And I'm like, well, I've never done – this would be my first time. And he's like, oh, dude, this is not the room for you, man. This is all professionals. And I go, bro, tell me whatever you need me to do from this week till next week, and I'll do it if you'll put me up. And he goes, all right, go do as many open mics as you can. Come back next week. I'll give you five minutes up top. And I was like, all right. I went to one open mic the night before, (laughs) tanked, did three minutes, showed up there. It's like 150 people. Dane Cook closed the show. I think Colin Quinn was on the show. I went first, had a really good set, and then they were like, come back next week. And then I just started going every week. And then uh, then it tapered off a little bit. I just thought you had to write new material every single week. So every week I would go with a brand new, fresh five minutes. I didn't know that people worked on material. I just thought before doing stand-up, I saw Bill Cosby when I was 10, and then I saw Chris Rock when I was 21. (laughs) And then the next time I was actually... In a com- besides that open mic was the night I did stand up. So I like I never like studied it. Like I wasn't a comedy fan growing up. Wow. I love comedy, but it was more like sitcom and movies right, and right. stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So like a lot of comics they're like, Oh my god, I've seen so and so but I didn't know I opened for Brian Regan in two thousand five and my manager called me, he's like, Hey man, you're gonna open for Brian Regan. I was like, Okay. And he goes, Do you know who Brian Regan is? And I was like, nah, man. And he's like, Jesus Christ, dude. He goes, you have no idea. Ask any other comedian. (laughs) Ask people who know about comedy, Jay. And uh, so, like, I've literally, like, learned as I went. I liked it, though, because I didn't – 
my voice I felt was original. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't really know anybody, what other people were doing. You know what I mean? People are always like, oh, dude, prior live from the Sunset Strip. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, was that, was that good? <laughs> But, uh, you know, over the time, I've learned more and stuff. What about, like, Eddie Murphy, Delirious? Never caught well, that That one? was the other one. Yeah. Um, when I was, like, 11, my mom ran a dance camp, okay? So I had to go stay at Wheaton College out in Springfield, Mass., and go to this dance camp for the summer. Uh-huh. I didn't dance. I just hung out the whole summer, me and my brother, and we were just, like, on campus. And there was also the San Francisco Boys Choir was there, okay? If the dance camp wasn't feminine enough, now we got the San Francisco Boys Choir. Who, no fraternizing with the Boys Choir. No, I hung out with those kids. They were like who I would kick it with. They were like, who are these two kids from Boston that are just running around campus, you know? And so when they would go to like, they had classes all day, yeah. I would just sit in their room and one kid had Eddie Murphy Delirious oh. and I just listened to it on like the cassette and I was just like, right. what is this? So it went Chris Rock, uh, Bill Cosby, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. Only black comics I listened to. I going to say, <laughs> well, good... Surprised you didn't come out like yo 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 yo. yo. This is my this is my act. <laughs> I do I do some stuff on black women, but <laughs> um, that was my intro to comedy. <laughs> that was your intro to uh, comedy. I uh, I j- was just I was reading the paper last night. There's a uh, I want to <laughs> want to get your thoughts on this. Give it to me. <clears throat> there is a business that is closing in Minneapolis today. Is their last day. Officially mm-hmm. closed, uh, like at four or five o'clock today. It's called Rusty Quarters. What, rusty Quarters. Yeah. What kind of what kind of business is Rusty Quarters? <sighs> Either it's some like janky hotel chain. You know what I mean? Like quarters, as in like you know your bunk. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, rusty Quarters. I have no idea. Well, I mean, what is it? It's an arcade. Oh, and they're cl- oh, that's too bad. It's a good name for an arcade for like it an old timey. They have like the eighties. Yeah, uh, well, that's the only games. ones yeah. you want. Right. Who wants to go to an arcade and play like modern stuff? Why are they closing? They first of all, why are they closing at five? You should be open to midnight and starting to get those like potheads that are out trying to like open at eleven, close at three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's I don't too know. bad. Maybe I've I never go- been there. I'd never heard of it. Never been there. I just thought I, I love that name, and it's it sounds name. like it could be it could be a lot of things. A lot of different. <laughs> what I'd like to do is go there and get the Miss Pac Man <laughs> machine and take it home with me. I'm here. I'm here for the rusty quarters. Not to play. I just want any rusty quarters you got. <laughs> exactly. I uh, and then it, on the drive over here, I drove past. I, this sounds like I'm setting up a joke. Like, no. Yeah, the drive over here. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, no, this really happened. Uh, and maybe you can help explain this to me. Homeless people with dogs. I. Uh, it's a tough call. I just feel bad for that damn dog. They think that. Although you know what, a dog should. I mean, what's the big deal? You know what I mean. A dog should be in the wild anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean. We've just kind of like. But uh, I don't know. Everybody needs companionship. I don't have a dog. Do you have a dog? No. Everyone that I have know that has a dog. Do you ever see dog owners in a bad mood? Every single day they get this little thing that's like, hey, man, you're like, you're the best. That's you know true. I mean? You always feel like it's so a homeless dude. When you're scrounging for your next meal, though, who gets that next meal? Well, that, I know, man. Well, that's the thing. Then you're picking. Is it my best buddy that's getting this, uh, you know? But where are we drawing lines here? Because how many dogs are in a pound that are going to get killed today? How many getting get killed today in this country because because of you know no one's taking care of it? So at least he's taking care of it, and people are like, oh, it's home. You know what's my favorite dog? What's that? Two legged dog. Two legged dog. You ever see a dog whose back legs don't work and they put it on the little cart, the little wheel <laughs> yeah, cart? Yeah. That's the happiest dog in the world because he's just like, dude, look at this, bro. Legs didn't work. Now they're working. There, there is a website <clears throat> uh, called Tripods. Okay. T R Y. Do you know about this? Is it three legged dogs? Three legged dogs. Okay. <laughs> I saw a guy walking a three legged dog once, no leash, and I was like, come on, bro. 
Give him some self-esteem. Put the leash. <laughs> Let him know there's a chance he'll run away. You know what I mean? I just was like, what are you doing? I don't mind. You know, and people get sensitive. People get sensitive real quick about dogs. Mm-hmm. They, they just hear you say something about dogs, and they tense up. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's the thing. They're, they give off so much love, and they don't do anything wrong, you know? We read a story this morning in the morning show. Uh, the actress, oh, my God, no, I can't. Uh, uh, Kristen Bell, mm-hmm. Dax Shepard's wife, Dax okay. and Kristen uh, she was making some comment about how uh, when she was pregnant. Now I guess they have a baby. That uh, is this she, the chick from Saving Sarah Marshall or yeah, 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 Surviving Sarah Marshall. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one. Okay, Meeting I know she's Sarah married Marshall, to Dax yeah. Shepard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> My buddy used to date her for a while. Oh, that's I didn't know that. Uh, she uh, was saying about how she was worried she wasn't going to love her uh, unborn baby when it came out as much as she loves her dog. She was yeah. very concerned. <laughs> I don't know if that's something you want to say and have people record it and play it back to you. I know, but you know what? I'm just so... Have you ever thought of, like, if you think of everything that your mind thinks unconsciously, you know what I mean? Mm. You, you don't control your brain. It mm-hmm. has thoughts. Now, whether or not you say the things that you're thinking is another story, but, you know, I'm sure she said it in jest. But at the same time, you, you know, that kid's going to have insecurities anyway, you know? You know what? I'm... I, I'm... Well, I'm... Uh in a position that I want to bag on her because I rented the movie she did with her husband and Tom Arnold a couple like a year ago. You said enough. You said Tom Arnold. That's enough. I know it's horrible. Yeah, I want my money back. Yeah. So instead, I'm just going to go. Oh no, you're wrong for saying that thing about your unborn kid. Yeah. So I don't know if we're even yet. Have I got my three dollars and ninety nine cents back yet for that rental? Can I get that rental back? Three ninety nine. It's a good price, man. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, how, what was the living growing up? You were saying. Off before we started recording, you who was in the house? It was me, my brother, my two sisters, and my mom. So it was just the five of us. But then my mom would work full time, so we'd come home and my nana would be there, or her sister, my aunt Rue, my great aunt Rue, or yeah. her other sister, my great aunt Gert. So I lived in Stoneham, Mass. My nana and my aunts lived in Reading, Mass. And my grandmother lived in one house, and Auntie Gert and Auntie Rue lived in the house next door. Oh boy. You know what I mean? So like. And then my grandfather, my Nana's husband, died when I was five, so it was pretty much all those chicks. I was just around chicks constantly. Well, not, I mean, they were old. Right. How, wait, before you get into anything else here, yeah. uh, the food, was it ever, were they all cooks? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. My Nana, they all, everybody cooked. Everyone had a specialty, too. My Nana, she used to crush, she'd make her, so she was half, her, her dad was off the boat Italian, and her mom was off the boat Irish, and so my Nana made a crush gravy or sauce yeah yeah so her spaghetti meatballs was dope and like we'd be waiting for my mom to get home from work some days and you'd be like man i'm starving and she'd go get over here and she'd take a piece of white bread dunk it in sauce just oh. dip it right in pull it out and put it on a plate you just eat it with a fork and it was oh, it was the best I'll man that right now yeah oh, yeah me yeah. all day um and then uh my aunt rue like me and my brother both had braces you know so we had to go into boston to get our braces done so at tufts university because we didn't have money so we had grad kids doing our teeth pretty much oh oh, that oh boy so uh like i remember like my aunt rue would pick us up at school i'd be like in fifth grade and she'd pick us up take us to the t we'd take the t into boston get our teeth done come back and we'd go like right like around like she'd pick us up around 10 30 11 go in we'd get back by like one or something like that and get the end of school, but we'd miss lunch, so she'd bring us these grilled chicken sandwiches that were, um, they'd still be warm when she got there with some oh, mayo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we just got our teeth tightened, man. So, like, <laughs> your teeth are killing, but you, like, want to house this sandwich, and it's getting caught in your braces, but it was still amazing. 
And Auntie Gert made the best, the best Rice Krispie squares of all oh. time. She knew how to do it perfect. Nothing on top, just straight no, straight up, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crispy but chewy. You know what I mean? Real good chew content. Nice. And then they all lived to be super old. So Auntie Gert was ninety eight. Auntie Rue was a hundred. Holy! My Nana was eighty eight. And then my grandfather's sister, my aunt Lil, who was also around a lot. She lived in Revere though, but she ended up moving in, living with my mother for two years, and then and then assisted living place for two years in our town. She lived to one hundred and two. And then Auntie Rue, my Nana, and Auntie Gert's brother, my Uncle Ray, he lived to 99. Holy crap. So we had a lot of old times around. Yeah. Well, did any of the sense of humor come from uh, being around all these women? Well, my Uncle Ray, uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit. My mom's pretty funny. She, I mean, we never tell her that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she always, my, when you're a single woman raising four kids, you're going to want some attention. You know what I mean? Because all she could do is give attention to the kids because that's what you're supposed to do. But right. she's probably starving for some. Sure. So she'd always tell stories that like happened at work. And then she'd be like, and they all roared. So, <laughs> like, even if we don't laugh, right. like we're not even giving her credit for like the humor. And she has to tell us, they all roared. And they probably do. You know, like my mother probably right. crushes yeah, with yeah. her friends. And we're all like, God damn it. She, here she is talking about herself it. again. Would you give me, give me some attention, Ma? <laughs> It just was not enough attention to go around in our house. But yeah, she was funny. My mom was pretty sarcastic. Um, you know, sarcasm's a big uh Boston thing. And yeah. my grandfather yeah. on my dad's side was really sarcastic. I think that was I remember the f- the first time I ever saw sarcasm. I think I was 4. People were like, "You can't remember anything after 4 or before 5, whatever." Yeah. And I was sitting on his lap. He was a baker. He owned a bakery. And, like, he had this house up in the water, and it was, like, all glass looking out at the water. And he'd come out at, like, 3 because he was sleeping baker's hours, you know? And yeah. he'd come out in, like, boxes and a white T-shirt. He's a big Swedish guy with white hair. And I remember, like, him coming out and, like, picking me up, and I'm sitting on his lap, and he made this joke, and all the adults laughed. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, what is it? I don't get it. Because yeah. I didn't get what sarcasm was. Right. And I remember the first time just staring at him, being like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, wait, this is... This is some kind of some humor is happening here. Something's happening here comedically. He's being mean. So, yeah, something's going. No, one time I told this on the Burr podcast. Maybe you heard it, but when I had my paper, my brother's paper route and sisters, they were in the Thanksgiving Day halftime show. Yeah, and I had to do the paper route, but that was the grandfather. Basically, for you guys at home. I was doing the paper route on Thanksgiving Day, which is full of inserts, as you may know, yeah. for Christmas. And I snipped the inserts, and I had forgot something inside. And I went inside and came back out, and they had blown all over the na- like everywhere. And I just was like, I started running around picking up as many as I could, and, and it just was like insurmountable. Yeah. It was bigger than me. Yeah. I wasn't going to accomplish. I was like, I'm, I've lost. You know what I mean? I'd rather shit my pants in fifth grade. Yeah. Than just like that. all I could do is cry. You know what I mean? I started bawling and my grandfather pulls in because he was at the bakery getting like leaving the bakery. There's a town over and he swung through and he got out of his car and he saw me and he it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen in his life. He couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and I, I remember like storming past him and going up to my room and crying. And then him coming upstairs and being like, come on, I'll drive you. But, like, I hope I'm like that. Because how can you not? It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, this kid's just crushed uh-huh. thinking this is, like, the biggest thing he's never going to get over in life. And here's this guy, 70 years old, being like, oh, my God, this kid has no idea. Yeah. This is nothing. Yeah. This yeah. is nothing. I've seen it all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so he was the baker. Yeah. 
that's uh, I still have somewhere a sheet of paper back when I was a kid where it said like you know what's your favorite color what would you like to do what do you want to be when you grow up yeah. I put baker really at one point I wanted to be I don't know why I didn't know any bakers yeah yeah maybe I just like sweets <laughs> I don't know I, listen I don't know but I really like cookies um, how can I get cookies all the time my mom said I can't actually be the cookie monster so I will just be a baker thing. you know what's funny is my wife's nephew he's my nephew but our nephew. They did the same thing. What do you want to be when you grow up? And then they, the teacher took pictures of everybody and put them in a line, you know, like this whole collage. Oh, yeah. yep. And this kid's hilarious, Max. He's a little weirdo. So it goes, teacher, doctor, baseball player, uh, doctor. And then it goes to him, bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wants to be a bounty because he's a huge Bubba Fett fan. Like Bubba Fett's yeah. his guy. Yeah. Went out his Halloween as Bubba Fett. Wants to be a bounty hunter. Hilarious. I love this kid. Yeah, he's dope. I love this he's kid. He's super dope. And he's got a great sense of humor. You know what? That's funny. My uh, I, my daughters are right around that age where they've done those things. I just saw one last year, and it was similar. It was like, yeah, doctor, teacher, uh, and then it was like, Batman. <laughs> 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 Idiot kid. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, buddy. Good luck. Did you see the movie? Did you... Um, you, you so before we recorded, you were telling me about uh, uh, some clothes... Some some material, some costumes. Well, yeah, that was a thing. Like, um, so like I I think I'm a pretty guys guy. You know, like I like sports a lot. I'm a big sports head. I build stuff. Like I have a wood shop. I build stuff. But nice. I'm also pretty feminine because I grew up. You know, in a house there's just women everywhere. So I've like been going to fabric stores since I was a kid. And like me and my brother both like love fashion. Like we're both super into fashion. Like I was like. There's like a couple of men's boutiques I went to last night in Minneapolis and I was like, bro, texting my bro. I'm like, you got to check out this place. We'd be here all the time. And he's like, what is it? Just straight clothes? I'm like, dude, furniture, clothes, facial stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Really? Yeah. I mean, he's into that way more than I am. The face, like soaps. And I, there's one soap that I like that I'll pay eight bucks a bar for because I just love the scent of it. Yeah. But other than that, like... I literally wash my face. I don't wash my face in the morning. I yeah. take a shower, and that's when I wash my face. Yeah. But, like, he's into, like, you know, he takes care of himself. You know what I mean? He's got creams and shit like Exfoliate. that. Exfoliate. Yeah, he does all that stuff. But, like, we're both into, like, I remember, like, these boots I just got, Wolverines. I loved them. So I texted my brother. I'm like, what do you think of these new boots, bro? And he just sends me back. A, I send him a picture. He sends back a pic where he's holding them up in his closet and they're like worn and he's like had him for four years bro oh. and i was like this son of a bitch he's also doing a lot better than i am oh, you know okay. what i mean and has been for a while oh. you know i'm catching up but um what's he do he's a graphic designer oh, okay but like you know he does like beyonce's album oh wow you know what i mean yeah yeah so like when i was doing my album like yo man you think you could do my album and you he's like afford bro me, he's like i know i can't he's like listen man i'm working on beyonce's album i don't know how much time i have and i'm like all right i get it and then two months later like i'm getting closer i'm like so what, what do you think you can do that album he's like just send me what you need and i send it to him and like literally a day later he sends something back and i'm like this is the best dude done oh, you know nice. yeah he's pretty he's awesome you just gotta press him a little bit you gotta press him i bet he spent more time on beyonce's though i'm sure bro i'm sure he did <laughs> what if he would just want I get, Are you a gamer? Yeah. Do you know the MBK, NBA 2K12 series with the Magic Johnson, the Bird, and my mm-hmm. brother did all those covers. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And then he did like the NBA 2K12 MLB one with Justin Verlander. Yeah. So I'm at, my brother's not a sports fan at all, okay? So one morning, he's in Boston. I'm in LA. 
I get a text message from my brother, and it's just Justin Verlander sitting on his kitchen counter. And I'm like, what the f- – where, where are you? And he goes, I'm at Justin Verlander's house. I'm like, why, dude? And, and he's like, we're doing the NBA uh, MLB 2K12. And I go, do you realize who that is, dude? I go, that's like the best pitcher in yeah. the world right now. Yeah. This was two years ago, you know. They'd probably just won 20-some games that year. He so. did. He won yeah. the Cy Young and, you know, his ERA, he struck out like 200. You know, I think yeah. he maybe won the Triple Crown for pitching that year. I can't remember, but. Anyway, yeah, he's pretty kick-ass at what he does. What if what, I'm just picturing like I don't know what Beyonce's uh, album cover looks like. I imagine it's her. Yeah, is it like her with like her legs spread or no? I but her know. arms, she's like her hands are yeah, out yeah. stuff. But he did what all if the you packaging. Sent, sent yours back with you in that same position. <laughs> that would have been tight, dude. <laughs> Jayonce, <laughs> where'd you come up with this, <laughs> dude? Good idea here. Where are you going with this? <laughs> Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, you're happy about the World Series, obviously. Yeah, I was very happy. Yeah, I was in Hawaii at the time, so we watched. My wife watched both Game Five and Six with me at the bar. It's pretty tight. Did you find any Red Sox fans in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, Game Five there were, but Game Six it was just me and my wife. Um, she's either way; she just roots for whatever teams I want her to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty awesome, man. I mean, it's. It was just an awesome season. Drunken I mean, phone calls back to your buddies back home. Nah, nothing. We're that. older now. It's yeah. like, and we've been kind of spoiled, you know. Like as Boston sports fans, you know, since two thousand one, we've won every single title. Yeah, no kidding. Baseball three times, football three times, basketball, hockey, and for you soccer fans, we won the MLS too. So we've got a lot, you know. Like, and I'm I'm not like a picky. I'm not like a selfish sports fan. We got ours. If we had lost this year, I would have been like, I would have been bummed, but. You know, I was like, "Oh, listen, we got we got ours." You know, but this was a special team. I like this team, and I like I like sports in general, and I like a good story. You know what yeah. I mean? I didn't find anything like uh, attractive or compassionate or inspirational about that St. Louis team. No, you know, there was nothing that like you were like could attach yourself to. No, you know, um, I actually wanted. Um, the Dodgers. I Me thought too. that would have been a great story. Me too. You know, I love the story. That's why, I like, people are like, are you a Red Sox fan? I'm like, I'm an everything Boston fan. So anyone Boston's playing, I'm going to root for. I'll root for Boston. Yeah. But then I have, like, other, t- like, I follow, I like following the season in sports, you know, and seeing what stories pop up. Like, oh, yeah. oh who's this guy? Oh, this guy lost his wife two years ago and he's, he's 34 and just made the big, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. love following a story. Uh-huh. And, Outside of being a Red Sox fan, it was a great story with that team. You know, a lot of a lot of cool guys, and the way they put that team together was cool. And the beards, yeah, the beards is cool. And you know, this fact, I used to hate Johnny Gomes. I hated him on every team. I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, yeah. I was him. asking somebody. Did, I, I I was shocked he was still in Major League Baseball. I know and the fact that he was playing in all these World Series games. Yeah, and then like the more I got to like watch him, like you know, so I got to root for him because he's a Red Sox. I mean, I hated Bobby Valentin. I hated him. You well, know, for like, good oh, reason. God. Yeah, but even like with the signing happened, I was like, no, why? Yeah. Um, and Johnny Gomes was like, ugh. But then I started reading, and I'm like, wow, this guy's actually just really passionate guy, and he's like that that guy that you're like, I don't want to play against him, yeah. but I'd love to play with him, yeah, you yeah. know. And I don't think he's like a total D. I think he's like a like. Did you hear what he did at the parade? Parade was pretty cool. No, he. You know, they stopped at the where the finish line of the Boston Marathon was, and uh, they sang "God Bless America" there. Oh, okay. And he got off the boat with the World Series trophy, went to the finish line, put the trophy down, and then Saltamakia went with them, and then other people, and they all stood and like huddled. And he said, he goes, it was just like he goes, I was just overtaken. Like oh, it was, wow. you know, like I didn't know that. He made a real point, like when he comes to a city, like oh, this is going to be my city, you know, like, and I like that. Like yeah. for me, when I come to a city like Minneapolis, yeah, I don't want to stay. 
outside of the city. I want to be in the city. I went this morning to get my coffee shop. I start talking to people at the coffee shop. I want to feel like I live yeah. here and be a part of it while I'm here, you know? And I think, like, he really embraced that, so. Are you, fun. uh, <clears throat> so you're going to go back and do some shopping here before you leave? Tell yeah, him. of course. Of course, I'll try to. I'm, like, I was on my walk here. I was like, right, what's my budget? What's my budget? I also like, like, uh, I like dinnerware, like plates and bowls and glasses and stuff. So I found a store that has like sick, sick bowls and towels. I'm like, dude, what's up with these towels, man? What? He's like, these are nice towels. And I'm like, are these? Where are these from? And he's like, they're Japanese. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, they're small. I go, Japanese people are small people, huh? But we got a baby on the way, so I'm like, ah, maybe I'll just get one for the baby or a couple for the baby. You know what I mean? Just because they're super soft and super nice. Um, and they had some cool, yeah. Like I was in Hawaii, and I like the only thing I bought to take home were these four glasses that I found. I'm like, ooh, these are nice. Antique shops? Do you go into antique All shops? All the time, dude. Yeah. My dad's an antique dealer. Oh, really? So yeah. we don't have a real good relationship. Like I haven't seen... I've seen him once in uh, since I was 12. I've seen him one time. Wow. And that was like four years ago. But he's an antique dealer. And it's like... Um, I don't like to... I, like I like holding a grudge because I like having a chip on my shoulder. I think everyone should because it, it drives me, you know? Yeah. No matter what you're trying to do, I think it's fun. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> I also like to embrace the things that I don't have a connection with. So, like, even though I don't have a connection with him, I like to embrace the fact that I am part of him or, or he's still part of me. Yeah. And I love antiques, and I think a lot of that – some of his sense of humor, too, I probably get. I didn't mention earlier, but – so, yeah, I love antique shops. I love going in there. And, like, my friends love going with me because I have some knowledge, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And my buddy still – when we were in college, me and my buddy Eddie, we went to Nantucket with these girls – these girls were like, my aunt has a house in Nantucket, you know, we're like, oh yeah, and they're like, yeah, do you guys want to come? You know, me and Eddie were like, hell yeah, we want to go. Yeah. And we had thrown this keg party in on campus, so we got like, they were going to kick us off campus, and we just ended up doing community service, and everyone else did their community service except me. So last day of school, I had to do community service till like three o'clock, and then I lived like an hour from school, so we packed up, this was like end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Drove to my house, got to my house. I called my buddy Anthony. I'm like, hey, I'm going to Nantucket. And he knew more like, about this kind of stuff. And I was like, I go, do you want to come? He's like, no, I can't go. I'm like, we got a house, everything. And he's like, no, nah, I can't do it. I'm like, well, we're taking off. Like, we're going to go get subs. You want to meet us for subs? And then we're going to go. And he goes, well, what time's your ferry? And I'm like, I'm like, I think it's like 8. And he's like, dude, you got to leave now, man, or you're not going to make it. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. So we screw to you know woods hole to get the ferry or wherever and we just made it anyway uh what was the point what were we talking about antiques oh yeah so we go to this antique store <laughs> on nantucket one day and this woman's like giving us like a little bit of tood you know what i mean because she obviously thinks we don't belong there yeah you're gonna steal something or break yeah it. and i go uh i go what can you tell me about this rose medallion and she's like oh you know like couldn't believe that i knew about rose medallion and i'm like i don't know though i go i feel like uh in some of the older rose medallion especially on the back i go what what year is this you know what i mean and this lady just totally didn't know what to say so my buddy will still like i put a picture up on instagram the other day he goes is that rose medallion <laughs> uh so yeah i like antique shops it will never end no it's and i like having you know like i said i like a baseball story or a sports story I like having items in my house that have a story behind yeah. them. You know what I mean? You yeah. buy something at Ikea or at a chain that everyone else in the world has the same damn thing. It's just this 
I mean, it might be cool design. I do buy stuff like that, you know, of course. But I mm. also like having little pieces that's like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I got that from a shop in Minneapolis, this little, you know, whatever, you know. I don't know what you'll think <clears> of this, but I have something that has a great story behind it. And I don't even know. I don't even know if the autographs are legit, but mm-hmm. I don't care because it brings back such a great memory for me as a baseball fan and from childhood. It's a... It's a picture of from the 1986 World Series. Oh no! Yeah, with the ball had just gone past Shut Bill Buckner, and Mookie's just about to, you know, go into first base, and yeah. they both have signed it. I don't even know if the autographs are real. Wow. I bought it at a card show. The guy told me he got it. How like, much you pay for it? For an he, like he got it at some auction, so he wasn't even sure of the history of it. But uh, eighty bucks, sixty, eighty bucks, or something. I mean, if those are legit, I'm guessing that's worth way more than that. I think so. That's random. The frame was pretty shitty, but the pictures. Who cares? Just yeah. the idea. I mean, you could get Mookie to sign that for sure, but getting Buckner to okay to yeah, sign and that. Yeah, and it's different colors and everything, so it makes me believe. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going that, with that it's real, and even if it's not, I love the fact that I just I love the story, like even behind that. Like, yeah, uh, that killed me. Yeah, that well, I'm killed sure. me I'm when sure. I was a kid too. You know, I was like, this is it, and like we kind of had an idea. I remember just to give you this real quick when we I don't know if you remember, but the way we won the ALCS that year is Dave Henderson hit a home, home run. run. Yeah, so we were like that was a Sunday, and we had to get to church. You know, we went to church every Sunday. Yeah. And we were late for church, like we're sitting, like you know, huddled up watching this game. My mom was a big baseball fan, so we're watching this game. He hits the home run. We bolt to church. We're late. Everyone's late. They don't even start the mass. You know what I mean? So we're like 15 minutes late. Mass hasn't started. Then the priest walks down, gets to the altar. First thing he says, first thing he goes, "Is this the year?" <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty cool. That's like Boston in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Is this it?" Before we even before we get to the Lord, <laughs> is this the year we win the World Series? Let's uh, give, let's say our thanks to Dave Henderson, <laughs> yeah, and his strong bat. God bless Donnie Moore, who That's later, right. who oh, later killed himself. Rest in peace. Rest right? in peace. That's yeah, right. rest in peace, yeah. Donnie Tough Moore. Tough call. Tough call. <laughs> Happens. I mean, it's too bad. And I felt Bill Buckner, man. That you know, he he suffered a lot for that one play. Mm-hmm. Guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, his, he had a great. His numbers career. are better than Don Mattingly's. And everyone's like, why isn't Don Man? You know, Bill Buckner has better numbers than he does, and no one's talking about getting him in the Hall of Fame. Whatever. Fucking Mattingly. I like Mattingly. He's my favorite player growing up. I still don't think he has Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? He literally, I have more Don Mattingly baseball cards than I do any other player. Just going to ask you about you have his rookie card. 1985 I don't tops? have his rookie. Or 84 no. tops? I think it was 83. 83? Yeah. Ah. Uh, that's, a, that's a good card to have. He yeah. was a stud. But I didn't get, you know, I didn't start collecting. I was old, younger. I mean, I didn't start collecting till like that 86 tops year. You remember with like the block of black up top with the block, block yeah, letters? Ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the year I started collecting. So I didn't have a Mattingly rookie, but. I want to go back to, I just, this popped into my head about some of these stores that I bet uh, that you're probably going into downtown Minneapolis here. Mm-hmm. There's one that I used to walk by and I'm not, you know, I work in radio. Yeah, and yeah. This and like. A lot of the clothes I get is free. You know? yeah, like, yeah, of course. Quite a bit I of know it. The deal. This sweatshirt I got free. Yeah. The t-shirt I have underneath. Free. An, from uh, somebody I met in the FBI. That was also free. Like it, yeah. that's just how it works out. But I have a you know a bit of an eye for you know stuff like that. I you know shoes are my thing. Actually. Okay, yeah. I, mean, I like I like shoes. And uh, but there's a store downtown Minneapolis that I wa- I used to walk by and look in the window and be like, fuck these. Oh my god, like those, like the pants or like the shirts yeah, know, would get man. me excited. 
Finally, one day I had a little bit of extra time to kill because I was walking to work. Uh, walked in there and then looked at the price tag. It ridiculous. The right? pants were one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I was like, I what? No. I don't. I don't know. I never been in a place like this before. Yeah. No kidding. And well, I probably it was gonna be a long time before I ever oh am my, again. Dude, I go into some stores and like, you know, shirts are two fifty for I, a button down. I'm like, whoa. I, I, I mean, I I don't roll like that. But then I know that there are. Like sometimes, like uh, I'll get like Esquire or magazine, and like they'll be like, "Oh, like they sh- they break down someone's outfit, and then you find out like a shirt's eighteen hundred dollars." You're like, "What the fuck?" It's crazy what some people will pay or people will charge. What do you? What is that shirt made out the of? The shirt's more expensive than the machine used to clean it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. No sense. Our. Uh is is uh, Tom or Tom Brady and the uh, Patriots going to go to the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's a great team. I like that they like. Uh, I love that they have a strong record and they haven't even um, their offense just started clicking last week against Pittsburgh. That was the first time Brady had like a Brady type game, and we've still been winning games. The D's been solid. Well, I would, running uh, game is back. I'd like to take personal responsibility for Brady having that incredible game this past Sunday because uh, if fantasy football it was after having all these shit weeks in a row mm-hmm. by tom brady who i had all my faith in and had him on my fantasy team for several years two shit weeks in a row with andy dalton on my team not playing i was like yeah. nope i'm not i'm done i'm not making this mistake again somebody can have tom brady I, i'll trade him you did it too, i benched huh? him Oof. yeah at least you didn't get rid of him i benched him the week he went on fire so you're welcome well thanks you're welcome appreciate it mm-hmm. we'll see what happens it's a shame i'll be honest with you I'm going to be straight up with you, Minneapolis folk and Minnesota. When Adrian Peterson said he was going to run for 2,000 yards again, I was like, dude, what are you? Just what? shut your mouth. No kidding. Just chill out and go out there and just play hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd never take something as sacred as 2,000 yards and be like, yeah, I can just do that again. I don't know why these dudes. Chris Johnson said the same mm-hmm. damn thing, didn't he? Yeah, they, have, they all have. Yeah, but it's yeah. stupid. I mean, AP, you're almost like, yeah, he, he probably could He because that guy's such a stud. Mm-hmm. But it's a shame what's going on with that damn team. Uh, yeah, I don't even. It's that thing. I, I'll be honest. I think Josh Freeman's the guy. They just need to like. They need to figure. They have to give him some time. You, they threw him into the wolves den. Yeah. Well, maybe that time will be the off season. Yeah. We'll, maybe we'll figure it out. Maybe I don't know. They need to draft someone or do something. At, at this point, uh, as far as that team goes, nothing. Yeah. As far as this season goes, nothing matters. Uh, We're but, saying goodbye to our to the uh, glorious Metrodome. So yeah, I know. I kind of am stoked about that. But you're gonna play at UM for like two years, right? Yeah, two or three. Yeah. Oof. I know. What's the attendance there? Thirty thousand. Uh, so forty, thirty-five, forty. Yeah, it's not as big as the uh, Metrodome. But yeah. it's like sixty-five. Are they gonna rip that thing down? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I went by it. It's Last a, time I was here. Yeah, it's a fucking dump. Yeah, man. Good riddance. I met a guy in L.A., though. There's a bar. My buddy Tony Jones, who I mentioned, who's a Minnesota fan, We would I would go sometimes and watch Minnesota games because it would always be Minnesota fans. They have their own section, you know? Like, they do the chants and stuff. And and there was this one guy, and Tony's like, dude, you got to talk to this guy. And I'm like, why? He goes, he used to work at the Metrodome. And I'm like, okay, you know? And the guy comes over, and we just start talking. He used to go on the roof and bounce around up there. Like, you can oh, jump to get and the just snow get, off. Doosh. No, dude, oh. just to freaking get high, probably. What? Yeah, and he would run and jump because it's got bounce to it. Oh, you know? yeah. And he would bounce. He said, you got to look out because there are these big spikes up there. But he would just bounce around and be on top of the Metrodome, on top of it. I'm like, dude, that's the coolest. That's the best trample. That's the coolest trampoline yeah. ever. And how are you not dead? <laughs> no shit. Yeah, pretty cool. 
yeah, the same place. I wonder where he was when the uh, storm freaking put a hole in it. Uh, he was back. in L.A. But, and I'll give you this one too, Tony Jones one time ran through center field during the Twins game and told Kirby Puckett he loved him. Aww. And then he got arrested, and he said he went to jail. They took him in. They put him in custody in the in like the stadium, yeah. and a state trooper showed up and like, take those handcuffs off him. This is ridiculous. Yeah. State trooper like takes him to the car, and he's like, so where are you headed? And he's like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, your buddies are probably going out for drinks or something, right? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I'll drop you off. Where are nice. you meeting him? Nice. So when he went to court, the judge is like looking over his sheets, you know, like looking at the sheets and then looking at my buddy Tony. And he just goes, did you really tell Kirby Puckett you loved him? And he goes, yes, I did, your honor. And he goes, you got 100 bucks? And he's like, yeah. He's like, 100 bucks. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's tight. Nice. That, you know, like I said, that, that pre-story wrapped up Boston to me, that kind of I don't know Minneapolis and Minnesota as well, but that kind of wrapped it up for me. Having that guy just let him off for a hundo because he's told Kirby he loved him. Yeah, no shit. That's uh, that's awesome. pretty laid back. That's yeah, good. That's good. cool. Plus, Kirby was like a freaking oh, superhero. Yeah, man. So. Kirby Puckett. Ken Herbeck, I love that team. Yeah. Was Tommy Herr on you guys at that point? Did uh, he play with you? That was, he, he was St. Louis. He was not on a World Series team, no. Okay. No. But you had him at some point? Yeah. You had uh, who was Steve Bedrosian? Yeah. Yeah. He was on the World Series team in 80, <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then what's Bad his Rock. face? Yeah. And who's the nickname. dude that went 10 innings for you guys? Was that 10 Jack. Innings? Black Jack, Jack Morris. Morris. Not in the Hall of Fame. Not in the Hall Correct. of Fame. Another guy from St. Paul, just like me and Nick Swartzen, your wow, buddy. Wow, Swarty. Yep. Yeah. That's St. Paul awesome. produces them all. Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. Drafted in four sports. Come on. Come on now. Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor. He was on that. Th- no. No, but he's he from St. Paul and did play for the Twins. He did. And the Brewers. 3,000 hits. That's right. Also made all-star two positions. Yeah. Dude, you know I'm throwing it out. I'll oh. give it all to you. I'll give it all to you. You should come back. You, you know what you should do? Uh, schedule your week here next week when the all-star game is here. Yeah, I'll make sure to do that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> when is it? Oh, the all-star game's at? Down the street here, Target Field. Oh, man. that's t- that, that stadium is dope. Yeah. Dope. I loved it. Uh-huh. Anything that's gives I love that you're in the middle of the city and I love that you're on top of the game. It's it's like tight in there. It's nice. You yeah. know, it's roomy and people are not oh man, I had so much fun when I went there. I went there for two innings, ate a hot dog and a beer, watched the game and left. And I loved every minute of Did it. Did you have to work? Why'd you leave? Yeah, I had a show that night, but I literally am like I got there and I think the sixth Bought a hot dog and a beer. Stood in right field, about ten rows. I didn't even go to my seats. I yeah, just yeah. stood. Yeah. I just wanted to take in a little bit of the game, you know. Hop back on the rail. Took the rail back to my hotel. Chilled. And I went to my other show. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. How much time we got? Here? Okay. Um, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Yeah, a, man. One more thing you about your podcast. So you're up like, uh, hum- like seventy. You're like seventy, eighty some episodes, right? Did I see? Yeah, that yeah. Correctly? We're just launched seventy-seven. Ray Bork. Yeah, Bill Burr. I don't know <laughs> if he knows that, but he's the, he's the uh, Ray Bork of. Uh, you remember that game? <laughs> Bork used to wear number seven, and then they retired. Uh, was that Phil Esposito? That I can't remember who seven was. Oh, and they gave him double and, seven. Well, they didn't give it to him. He chose it. And yeah. That night at, at the Garden, he pulled off the seven and had the seventy-seven underneath the oh, place. That's and went right. nuts, bro. That's right. And then this kid Joe Hyde comes into school the next day. He was at the game rocking a Bork seventy-seven jersey. And I remember being like, "God damn, that's so cool." Oh. Joe Hyde. Of course, he's got a dad. That fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Who bought that for you? Your dad? Fucking dad? What do you got? A dad? You loser! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. All the cool kids just have moms. Yeah, no kidding. You just didn't know that, <laughs> bastard. That's funny. How often? So, uh, 
like the one I was listening to with Bill Burr, you had recorded that like yeah, a couple well, weeks ago. Yeah, is we that had the, to. Is that common? How often do you? How well we have to, man, because I'm on the road and Ryle be on the road, and it's like we we are pretty loyal to our fans and want our episode to come out every Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they look forward to it. So it's like we got to pre-record sometimes. You know, you can't go live because it's just trying to get three people who travel schedule to match up. It's impossible. Yeah, I you know what I mean. It's, it's impossible. So we have to pre-record How far sometimes. You, like, are you work ahead? You have like two, three, four times um, sitting there. Ready this to week go? is bird. No, no. We try to sometimes. Like, we'd like to like relax sometimes and take time off because, you know, you're lucky, man. It's just whoever's going to be here, you get to get them. But like for us, it's like. Uh, all right, man, who are we going to get? And we want to get interesting people, and we want to get people that are storytellers, and then, you know, we have to, like, kind of bounce around. So um, we've, we have pre-recorded uh, next week's episode is already set, and then we'll record one next week for the following week, and then we have one booked next week for two weeks out. Oh, wow. So November is set, but then we want to, like, we want to jam on December so we can relax during the holidays and not have to yeah. fret and not have to worry about because then everyone else's schedules are all oh, yeah. over the holiday. You know, it's like you don't want to put anyone in that position. So, uh, yeah, we have to do that sometimes. But it's worth it. You know, it's, you know, it's not, we're not doing topical stuff usually, you know. Yeah. Burr just kind of went on some rants, you know what I mean? <laughs> God, <laughs> as, it was good. As man. he often does. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, that shit was very, very funny. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting to that time where I have my uh, set of questions. Oh, cool, man. That I am not going to read. I'm okay. going to hand these over to you. Okay, and then I'm going to read them to you? No, you're going to read them to yourself, no, basically. I but will and, I read uh, them out loud to myself? Yeah, read them out loud. If you don't want to answer it, skip one. Okay. Some some go, uh, well, you'll see. Let's see. Yeah. Hand just, it to just, me. Just, just How many we got? If we're going right from the top of the page? Yeah, you know, we won't have to get to all of them or, you know, whatever. What is the best racist joke you know? I'm not a big street joke guy, but I do like this joke. It's a Jewish dad... A, a daughter comes to his Jewish dad and he's like, Dad, can I get 50 bucks? And he goes, 50? He goes, she, she goes, Dad, can I get 50 bucks? And he goes, 40 bucks? What do you need 20 bucks for? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> What's the most awkward time you popped on a boner? Uh, I don't really remember. I'm sure every single day in middle school, probably. But never any... Th- I used to embrace boners. I never really got embarrassed by them. Have you ever faked an orgasm when you were too tired or drunk to get there? Never in my life. I... I don't. I never was too drunk or tired to go all the way. Amen, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is the one thing everyone should do before they die? Uh, I don't know. Whatever you want. Not enough people. I think everyone kind of holds back of what they want to do with their life, and then they don't do the things they want because they're afraid to do them. Just do whatever you want to do. If you made an adult film, what would its title be? No idea, but I'll tell you my porn name. Go for it. Billy Oak. Billy Oak. Middle name William. Billy grew up on Oak Street. Nice. That's tight, bro. I could star in any film I want with that name. What's the most someone should pay for a quarter ounce of weed? A quarter, huh? I mean, I love that you were in Minnesota. You're dealing with quarters. We're dealing eighths in L.A. And in eighths in L.A., you can get sixty. Sometimes you can find them for fifty if you know a guy. So that'd be like a hundred for a quarter. So I'd say the most you should pay for a quarter if it's like supposed to be the best of all time. I'd pay two twenty for a quarter if someone told me dude this is a strand you've never even heard of just for the idea of being like because I'm always like I'll pay a little more for something if someone tells me and that's a lot more tells me it's the best you'll ever have just to find out is it the best you'll ever have um, I wouldn't pay it twice uh, <laughs> if you had to spend the rest of your life with the first person you had sex with what do you think your life would be like now <sighs> I think it'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty awesome. It was my high school sweetheart. I was crazy in love with her. Yeah. 
She was gorgeous, super sweet. She's married now, lives in Chicago. Um, we dated for seven years though. Um, so it was a long time and I was an idiot. So if I could go back and do it again and be like a better person, I would love to have that a chance. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I have a great wife and a great life, but I'm saying if I had to, and I had to answer a question on podcast, they were holding a gun to my head. I'd say, yeah, I better be pretty dope. I don't think I would have been, I have fantasies. So as a comedian, you know what I mean? We took a chance to do something kind of crazy. Whereas everyone else, you know, 99% of the world doesn't. They just live normal lives, yeah. you know? Yeah. But for me, my fantasy is a normal life. You know what I mean? Like when I come to cities, I'm like, oh my God, people are at happy hour. What are they at happy hour for? I'm like, oh, they just work nine to five. I'm like, God, I'd love to work nine to five. You know what I mean? So I used to picture my life with her. I'd be like, we're going to be 24. We'll have two kids, little house, you know, like a little two bedroom house with a white fence. I used to see myself coming home in a suit with a briefcase and greeting her. What job would you be, have been coming I think home I, from? Well, my wife, I said that to her the other day. I'm like, what would you do if you weren't doing what you're doing? And I think if I could do other jobs, I'd be a teacher for sure. Yeah. I love kids, and I think teachers, they're the most influential people I ever had in my life. Yeah. And they're so underappreciated. A fireman, um, a lawyer. Those are like the three things. Or Batman. Yeah, or, <laughs> or Batman. <laughs> um, what's the most embarrassing thing when... What's the most embarrassing thing when you've done... Oh. Oh, I got it. Hold on. What's the most embarrassing thing you've done when you thought you were alone but weren't? Uh, dude, every day of my life. I walk around talking to myself daily. Um, I've never really... I don't get embarrassed that much just because I enjoy it. I'd rather embrace it, so I don't really have one. Um, That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I like getting embarrassed. You know what I mean? It's like brings you back down, and I'll, I'll try and find a joke in it. What is something the opposite sex should stop doing? Just stop with the, just, my wife does it all the time. It's like, just do it. Don't ask me about it. Just do it. You know what I mean? More so that she's pregnant. You know what I mean? She likes all the time. It's like she's more feminine or female than she's ever been. When's the baby due, by the way? In March. March 1. Congratulations. Thanks. What is something other than drugs that you have or are addicted to? Food. Spending money. Um... Or cigarettes is a drug. I don't care what anyone says. That's a drug. Yeah, I'm addicted to those. I quit, but I'm still. If I started tomorrow, yeah. Um, so those, um, just basic stuff. I think if you have an addictive personality, you're addicted to a lot of things. You just don't know it. You know, I, you, I am, I, and people don't. think You can't be addicted to food. Yeah, you can. I, I eat food when I, last night. I ate at the club. And then I went to some bar and had nuts and a cocktail. And then I said to the guy, I'm like, yo, man, why can't I get something to eat? And he's like, oh, you got to go to this place with 112 eatery. I'm like, all right. Went there, ordered three things. <laughs> three things. Just because I'm like, well, that looks amazing. So does that. Yeah. I want to try these things. So I did. You're only here for the week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How much would your friends' opinions of you change if they knew what you masturbated to? My friends know. <laughs> why? And they think it's hilarious. They think it's the funniest thing of all time. They lose their mind. And I always tell them I'll set it up for them. And, like, you know, I work clean on stage. I don't swear or anything. Yeah. And uh, so my one buddy's like, Jesus Christ, Lawson, if you why, if you ever told this stuff on I, – I, people would probably lose their mind. Um, Perfect. Which TV show do you hate that everyone seems to love? I don't watch enough to hate, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know that some, like, I watch and I'm like, uh, like, two and a half men. I'm like, ah, I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't know what's happening that everyone's so into this. Yeah, me neither. And, like, Big Bang Theory, Same my mother thing. loves. I just don't, it's just not my brand, you know? It's not me what neither. I want to do. Don't get it. And I'm making a TV show right now, so I look at, like, I know because, like, I'm writing a show, and so the network will tell you kind of, like, what they want, or, like, people try and push you in a direction, and you're like, 
oh my god, I, 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 I don't, I don't. This is literally what my voice turns into. I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want. That's not what I want. And you have to like find that fine line of keeping your integrity and your edge, and making something that can relate to like most people. You know, how much more can you say about this? Uh, I can say project. anything you want. Yeah, I can say anything. So how far are you? It's with Fox. It's with Fox. It's a show for my. Uh, hopefully for myself. That hasn't been discussed, but that's pretty much. It's in my voice. It's about me. Yeah. Uh, it's a sitcom. You know, it's what I've always wanted. I grew up, Three's Company was like my jam. I'm like, dude, that's who I want to be, man. I want to be John Ritter. Jack Tripper? Yeah, Jack Tripper, bro. Nice. Uh, I wanted Larry as a best friend. I just wanted the whole deal. <laughs> Furley, I could get along with Furley. What was the name of the lounge that Larry... The Regal Beagle? The Regal Beagle. Yeah, man. <laughs> I always wanted to get down with Chrissy. I'm like, God damn, Chrissy. Who was your favorite Chrissy? Do you remember? The first one. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was so hot. But there were three of them, right? Second one wasn't bad either. She was a little more intelligent. She was more like on the brainy side and she like more vulnerable in a way, you know? Uh, <laughs> I think that's how they wrote her in. Yeah. What is your be go-to? Be more vulnerable. Be more, can you be more vulnerable? Uh, what is your go-to porn video? I don't really have one, you know what I mean? Because the internet's so vast. But I'll tell you the one we had growing up. Well, what site, by the way? Um, well, I don't try to go as much as I used to, but uh, like Red Tube, I guess. I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> uh, but we had one growing up called The Hunt for Pink October. No. And there was a chick on there that I was like, that's my girl. Like, she was gorgeous, and her body was amazing. And I'm like, that. if that was going to do a porn, that would be the chick. That was my fantasy porn girl. We had uh, one that we passed around the buddies, Robin Head was the name of it. Robin Head. Robin nice, Head. bro. My college girlfriend one time found it. She goes, you mean you're going to go find The Hunt for Pink October? And I was like, <laughs> I started dying laughing. <laughs> um, what's the worst concert you've ever attended? I don't. I haven't been to many. You know, I'm not like. I honestly, when I go to comedy shows and I see people, I'm like, what are these people doing here? Like, how do they motivate to get out? You know, I'm not. My motivation is to go to antique stores and to cook at home and to build stuff. You know, so like, anytime I've gone to concerts because someone else planned it and I went. Oh wow! But I saw Vampire Weekend like a, like a month ago. And I just wasn't, I liked them and they sounded exactly like their album sound. And I just said to my wife, I'm like, I just wasn't, it was at the Hollywood Bowl, which is an amazing place to see a concert. And I was like, I just wasn't, there was no show. I I was expecting a show, you know? I'm like, if I got on stage and did my jokes word for word from the album and stood in place and just stood there and did the jokes, I wouldn't think that was a fun experience. I think when you go to a comedy club, the whole point is... To see interaction, have a personal show, whereas like I just didn't feel it was a personal show. That's from my standpoint. It was people like, but they sounded just like they did, like which is awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. That they weren't enhanced, and I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. I give them credit for that because yeah. I'd rather give credit than take credit away. Sure. Um, what's the stupidest purchase you ever made? I bought this wallet for my buddy one time. This is the kind of guy I am. I buy my friends wallets, and it was stainless steel. It was super fresh. Yeah, but you would never can't put it in your your back pocket it's gonna just you can't sit on it yeah Yeah. so i gave him this wallet it cost me like 180 bucks he was a really good friend of mine my best friend i've ever had and uh it just sat in his drawer for like two years and then we were moved we were moving and i was like dude man you ever gonna use that wallet and he's like dude i I just don't think i can use it i'm like he goes you want it back and i'm like yeah i'll take it back and then i was gonna return it and then try and get him something else and it was like past the return date and i don't think the shop was there anymore it was like some boutique things remembered still have this goddamn wallet because i just i can't get rid of it because no one wants it one and two it's like i'm gonna be like i'm throwing out 180 bucks at this point i've had it like now seven or eight years you know what i mean 
you know so what you do stupid. now? You what? put it on eBay and write the story behind it. And no one's going to care? No, no, no. You're who you are. Oh, yeah. You think, tell- yeah, we'll you, see. Maybe I will. You know, have you ever sold anything on eBay? Um, no, I've bought off eBay. Okay, though. well, I, you know, you write up the little, you know, yeah. you write the description. Yeah. You put that story in. Here's the deal. I bought this for my friend. He didn't want it. Sat in a drawer. Da, 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 and I don't know what to do with it. Then no people idea. are like, yeah, well, why am I going to want it? His best friend didn't even want it. Maybe e- that adds to it. Either way, I could have. We could have back then. We could have gone out for like a insane dinner and drinks, and still had fifty bucks to get him something. And I and I didn't. Nice. So it was a bad nice. purchase. What uh, what else? Uh, what else is coming up? Uh, I shot a show for Esquire. You guys can watch. Uh, I think it's coming out in December called Best Bars in America, where I go to like some of the best bars with another comedian, Sean Patton, who's been here. Yeah. Sean Patton? Yeah, so me and Patton. Get out of here. We, we cruised around Milwaukee and Chicago and San Francisco and went to like some insane bars. When so, did you guys, when, when did you record that? Uh, we did that, uh, I don't know, like maybe a month ago. So that's coming out on Esquire Network, which is now took over Style Channel. Okay. So Esquire Network, that's coming out. Uh, they originally said November 18th, but now I think it's going to be in December. It's an hour special. So that's coming out. I assume you guys are drinking throughout? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're drinking. And... Um, you know, learning, learning about booze. I worked as a bartender for a long time, so. And then, uh, you know, you can check out my podcast, The Crab Feast. Go to thecrabfeast.com. It comes out every Tuesday yep. with myself and Ryan Sickler. And uh, other than that, follow me on Twitter, Jay Larson Comedy, Jay Larson Comedy on Instagram. And then I don't know when that Fox, you know, the way the television business works is they like an idea of yours. Then they want you to write a different one. Yeah. And then you do. And then they have you change that. And then you do. And then you change that. And then you do. And then you change that. <laughs> and then like, all right, we like this. And then you're like, I don't even know what this is. And uh, hopefully this time next year it's it's on the air. So. This is the closest you've been to something like this though? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, they've already bought the show. The show wasn't even written and they bought it. So that's a pretty good thing. Like I had done shorts for Fox you know, that I wrote, I directed, I starred in. And we had like a full budget, full crew, and they really liked them. And then they read my script. And I actually sold the script to NBC Universal Okay. as a blind script. They're like, we love this script. And I'm like, awesome. They're like, can you write another one? And I was like, what's wrong with this one? You like this one. And, uh, and so then they went to Fox and were like, because I had the deal with Fox and Fox could like match any offer. And then Fox was like, we don't want to match it. We just want to be involved. We want to be the network attached to it. So like, all right, done. So so it's sold. So now hopefully once I get the outline done and then I get the script done, then they're hopefully going to be like, yeah, let's make a pilot. And then we'll make a good pilot. And then hopefully they'll be like, yeah, let's make a TV show. Nice. Now, okay, well, I got one last question about that. Yeah, if you, you could anything. place it behind a show that's currently on Fox... Like as the lead in, mm-hmm. what what would it be? Do you have any idea? Um, what's on Fox? <laughs> well, really? like, there's the new girl. My my show's a little different than, I you know Fox tends they're like if you watch their shows, it's all very clean, and I don't mean the tone of the show. I mean the look. Everything's like like hyper real. You know what I mean? Like you watch Louie, right? And it's it's yep. dirty, it's gritty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you watch mm-hmm. Fox, it's hyper real. Everything is a brand new apartment. Everything is crisp and clean. Their outfits have color. Even the way they advertise, dads is like colorful. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I don't want my, my life isn't hyper real, so I don't want the look to be hyper real. So I don't know like what it would go behind or fill in. I did read this one script that Fox, I heard was doing um, about this uh, family, and the show was called Surviving Jack, and I think it was written for Rob Riggle, uh-huh. and but they 
Rob Riggle's not doing it. I guess someone else is doing it. And it was awesome. Like, I, I wanted to write on it. I, I met with them, like, can I write on this? I want to write on this. Oh, wow. And um, so I would love to be have that lead in. I mean, <laughs> the show doesn't even exist. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I don't give a shit. If yeah. they're going to put it on television, take whatever you want. I just want them to give me a chance to get my, what, what show I want to make out. If they can give me a chance to make the show that I want to make, then I think I have a good chance of having a show on television because I think I think it would resonate with people. Yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. Man. Thanks, man. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. Thank you for doing this. And, yeah, uh, man. Thanks for having everybody, me sit down. Yeah, everybody uh, come out and see you here at Acme. Oh yeah. Saturday. I'm here. When does this come out? Today. Oh, later today. Love it. Awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks for having me. Thank you.